When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to TDL on SilverAndBlackPride.com. All right, everybody, we are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It is your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders film breakdown. Uh, We're coming back after an exciting Monday night football win. Um, You know, scored 33-27. Late night game was exciting. Uh, I know a lot of people are still, you know, have that, you know, that feeling from that game and, you know, how exciting it was probably be the game of the year. So what a big game that was. Um, but, you know, you already know what to do, guys. Make sure you subscribe, 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 right? Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you, uh, you know, download on Spotify. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on on um, iTunes, which is with, you know, Silver and Black Pride, the Silver and Black Pride Network, right, over there. So make sure you do that as well. Make sure you hit the like button if you want to like this. And if you don't like it, go ahead, hit the dislike button, right? And then uh, leave a comment, you know, wherever you want to feel. Um, and uh, make sure you follow me and BD on Twitter at the Mark John NFL and at BD Williams 18. Make sure you guys check out the Manscaped. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, get you, uh, you know, some Manscaped. I'm pointing the wrong way. You got the Manscaped here. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and get that. Go ahead, cop you something. Go ahead, use that discount code TDL using Manscaped. You know what I'm saying? Just get you something like $9.99, guys. Go ahead, support. You know, it doesn't have to be super expensive. Just go ahead and get you uh, something that's really, you know, $10, something like that. Go ahead and uh, support that, right? And then you also want to support all the people that, you know, got us shirts and everything. So um, we appreciate you guys. Go ahead and buy those shirts. And, you know, we see the people promoting it. You know what I mean? Shout out to my boy, Tears Raiders. You, you get that on his AVI. So, uh yeah 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 so we, we uh we appreciate the support guys just to let you know we appreciate all of it so uh and you want to apologize for the, the 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 echo last week uh hopefully you know we won't it won't happen again so all right bd how you feeling man all right man you, you know um i know we had to stall this episode a little bit because the raiders played on monday night so by the time we get our hands on uh, a copy of the coaches film doll 22 it's a day later than the rest of the film uh comes out so you know going forward after this week i think we'll be able to you know get this uh show on the road a little quicker mm-hmm. hopefully yeah um you know but after going through the film it, there was a, a lot of great nuance on the uh, defensive side of the football and i thought that the execution uh the pursuit the hustle the attention to detail was so much better than I, I've seen from Raiders defense. So I'm really geeked uh, to show, kind of show you guys some of the breakdowns from some of the film, um, you know, how they were able to kind of slow down the run game of Lamar Jackson. Uh, so that's what I'll be going over today. The, the QB run game, just slowing down the regular run game, how they fit against the run, some of those things. And then also, you know, we, we got to stay objective. So I'll also talk to you guys about uh, some struggles they had in coverage and some things that need to be cleaned up. Uh, so, so that's what I'll be doing in section in segment two, segment one. Uh, what are you going to bring us today, bro? 
Uh, what I'm, you know, I'm talking about a little offensive line. We're going to look at um, Andre James versus the run. I know uh, that's been a you know big question mark, you know, so we're going to go ahead and check that out. Um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about some of his, his run mistakes. So we're going to go see, uh, deep dive into that. They're ready to check out the offensive line and pass protection. We're going to check out everybody. It's basically, you know, do some zooming in and uh, looking at every every single player, trying to figure out what happened, why they weren't picking up blitzes, you know, and, um, you know, seeing, seeing basically see the outlook for this week. I mean, because it's going to be this, probably the same offensive line that we saw for most of this game once Denzel Good tore his ACL. So, once that happened, uh, the offensive line that is out there is probably going to be the off- offensive line um, for against yeah. the Steelers. So um, I wanted to deep dive in that. And then we talk about Brian Edwards and um, talk about his growth during the game and uh, how he's figuring out how to win. So um, and, and his struggles with that, even even in this game and how he started to figure it out late in the game, how to win and how he's going to win. So um, I, th- I think it, that was encouraging. So definitely going to be deep diving into that, you know? So any other thoughts about um, the tape that you saw or, or anything before we uh, get into these topics? You know, um, it was an incredibly close game. It literally could have gone either way. Yeah. Many times, many times at the end. Um, so it's great that the Raiders did win. Obviously, I'm juiced. You know, I'm so invested in the Raiders. I'm watching so much film. I'm preparing all these things. So I'm very invested. My time is invested in the Raiders. So I'm happy to see that they won. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, um, I, I always got to play devil's advocate here a little bit. And, you know, they're, they're going to have to avoid getting out to these slow starts, avoid making some of these uh, mistakes on defense so that they can win a little bit more convincingly and Pittsburgh is going to be a tough out. So hopefully they're ready. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll talk about more about Pittsburgh, um, you know, on, on the preview show. But, uh, I mean, a couple of things I want to say. Um, you know, I didn't like the game plan they started off with. I thought the game plan was just idiotic. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, I don't know what tape they're watching uh, to get ready for this off, for this defense. I, it, just, it just tripped me out like how much they called like deep routes and then they called the same ones. And it's basically, I felt like, you know, we were watching the Rams joint practices. Like they threw everything at the Rams that they were getting ready for this game for the first 15. So, that, so they went to the Rams practice and just threw everything at them. That was their first 15 for this game. And like, this is our preseason. Let's get ready for it <laughs> or something like, I don't know, but it, it was just a weird game plan, bro. Like they call four verts. I, I got it. They called it four verts twice. Okay. So they called that twice. They called the same Z post wheel, which is the, you know, where the one on Renfro where he goes out and then he goes uh, and then does a wheel route. Yeah. yeah. With the over route, which we saw, um, you know, plenty of times last year, they ran that like they ran that twice. You know what I mean? And then, and they weren't able to move the football. And then when they started getting into the choice, the choice routes, guess what? <laughs> started moving the football. It, it, it's just crazy when I track it. It's like when they, once they started getting to like their actual, game like everything changed so it was just i i hate i didn't understand it like you you, like one if you're going to be a deep passing team like he he i guess he thought he was going to be coming out here you need more deep passing concepts you can't do the same ones over and over again that you did last year you gotta you gotta switch it up i mean they're ready for those things i mean they're ready basically ready for everything that they I mean, let's see, it, I don't know what Jim Harbaugh does, but I'm, I could see why he kills t- people like by 30 points week one. Cause I feel like they be, they get ready for a team since June. 
<laughs> because that's how they came out. They came out like they, they knew everything the Raiders were going to do. I mean, even, you know, the play that you were talking about, that he missed rugs. I mean, that's week one, and you recognize a concept like that, what that they're doing, that that's serious, like, preparation for that game. So they that's how they come out and beat people's butt week one because you could tell that defense was ready for everything that John Gruden does and their game plans. I mean the choice routes they really can't handle because it's the way they play defense. And I don't that's why I don't know why he just just didn't go off on them. Like even the choice routes, bro, like every single it was only one that wasn't successful, you know, that I charted. So it was like I, I didn't I didn't get the game plan. But you know, the, I guess they didn't think that the Ravens would be ready for them week one. They thought that they would just come out and everything would be brand new, just like it was like playing the Panthers. And it wasn't like that. that I'm curious. That, I'm curious if the going vertical, like four verticals in the first like three drives, you know, doing it twice or something like that, you know, like some of these deeper passing concepts, pushing the ball. Did that, um, like prevent them from blitzing or did it take a safety out of the box? Like was there? No, no. Oh. They, they weren't separating. So since they weren't getting open, it didn't matter. Um, they weren't getting open on the, on, especially like on the, uh, the out and ups. I mean, since they're, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. They're playing off. So, I mean, and they really don't fear, I, I guess they weren't fearing anybody's speed. You could tell that too. So like they would like they would be able to, you know, kind of break on something and still, uh, you know, carry them up because, you know, the Raiders don't have a ton of speed besides Henry Ruggs and Henry Ruggs isn't running that route. I, I guess it'd be a little different. Henry Ruggs is running the out and ups, you know, but, you know, Waller's really fast, but, you know, even then, I mean, even a corner should be able to hang with Waller by trying to, you know, unless he's like breaking yeah. on the in route, you know, but, you know, they're prepared for those concepts and, you know, because they, they come from certain looks like the two by twos, and the certain looks that they have, they're prepared for. They're ready. They knew I'm not going to, if he goes out, I'm not going to jump it. I'm going to let him throw it because he could come back up on me. Like they were like the Ravens shocked them because the Ravens were so ready for them. Like that's what I think the, the shock was it's like, oh my God, like, how, like why are they? Like, <laughs> I, I think like the thought process of that, which I, th- I think is crazy too. I kind of, I kind of think it's wild that, so I've never really seen that. I've never really seen, you know, charting a lot of week ones, I've never seen a team like be like completely ready for another team week one. And that, I guess that, that's why they kill people 47 to three. It just makes complete sense to me yeah, watching that. But the Raiders, they, 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 they held on. I mean, and it didn't get to the, the 31 to zero <laughs> opening game that Harbaugh and them think they were about to do. Yeah. You know, um, it, was, it was interesting. It, Anyways. It, it was, it was a huge sigh of relief to see them, you know, and the sequence, it was like choice route, RPO, I think it was to uh, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. You know, throw a little screen to Darren Waller. Like all of a sudden, now we're going for the little small chunks. Yeah. Okay. And a team that they want, they refuse to get beat deep. Like they're going to be back. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, they're going to rally and, and, and that's, that's how they play because they're, they're, they figure, okay. The rush is going to get there. We're sending blitzes like crazy. We're sending all these different looks. We just won't get beat deep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to have to be perfect against us. And not that the Raiders were perfect, but there was a lot of great calls. Yeah. After, after that, like the yeah. scripted plays, like you're saying, yeah. after the great scripted plays, like they figured it, them out. So I, I think that's, that's why I talk about like people say that Cardi played like, uh, 
one good quarter. I mean, bro, after after the 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 first drive of the second half, like he looked like Derek Carr, like he did last year. Like everything was efficient, everything was smooth. I mean, that's why he went like thirty two of like forty six after that bad start because. He settled down. They got back into the offense that they always run. They were able to hit the, the you know, their, their concepts that that was going to work against this team. And uh, they were able to start moving the football. And uh, yeah. But, yeah, but I'm going to do a car breakdown like separate. That's what I'm going to do this year. So um, that's kind of my announcement today. So um, I'm going to start doing those separate. So we'll go. I'll get more into the passing offense later and then kind of leave this show for some other stuff. But um, all right. Cool. All right. Uh, so why don't you just take it away then? Why don't you, uh, you know, uh, start with your segment? So let's get into Brian Edwards, you know, who was a, a secret superstar, right? I mean, secret superstar Brian Edwards ended up coming up late. You know, I, I mean, everybody's complaining on Twitter. Why is he not getting targets? Where's the targets for rugs? And Edwards, why are they even out there if you just get the, the, the um, Waller? So it, it, he just he just was a different player. I, I, he just turned into a different guy. I don't know. Maybe it's bright lights. Maybe it's just something that happens, you know. Uh, where he just becomes like a different player, bro. I it just, it, it was like, I, <laughs> like the lights turned on and he started working, bro. He went to work and and, and that's why he started getting the football. I mean, it's, it's straight up. I mean, and you know, we got, I, you know, I tried to fit rugs in here, but I would have been like, I would have went like 10, 15 minutes. So, um, you know, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll try to do a little breakdown on rugs later on, but I think that's a kind of issue with, the, you know, some of them trying to get separation is that, um, we're not seeing them get separation early in the game. And, you know, when they're not getting separation early in the game, they're not going to get the ball. But you saw late in that game, I mean, the separation that he created against on that dagger route, you know, that's the dagger concept, you know, on the dagger concept right there. Once he created that separation, man, Derek Carr found him and he was able to make a throw. And, you know, and, 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 then, and then he beat Marlon Humphrey. And then Derek Carr was able to see him and find it and, you know, do a great ball right to him, like right on the money in between those, that, that was great anticipation, and everything. So, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, to watch Brian Edwards breakout was awesome. Uh, and then, you know, back to the offensive line, um, you know, well, I'll finish up on Edwards too. I, I think that, you know, the false step is still there. Um, you know, you really did like this was on the last, the last drive, you didn't see it as much. It was like weird. It's like, uh, it didn't come up, but like, I don't know if that's like maybe Edgar Bennett's like, you know, coaching the mid game, like, Hey bro, you know, you know, fix, fix up that up, you know, fix up, you know, fix up what you're doing. You know, Zay Jones gave them like an epic speech too before that, before that, all that happened um, that, you know, everybody's talking about that much. He was, he kind of revved them up on the sideline and then all those guys ended up stepping up after that. So I think that was pretty big, um, but it was exciting to see that growth and hopefully that, that continues that he figures out how this is how I'm going to win. Cause I'm not going to win wiggling anybody. You're not going to out. I don't care what you did in camp or what you got on the internet, bro. You're not out wiggling anybody in the NFL. You better bully them. Like Jamar Chase yeah. has, was, you know, he's a Jamar Chase has already figured it out. Like I'm not going to win this way. It took him in the preseason, but he was like, I'm not going to win this way. I'm just going to bully people. Obviously that's, I mean, that's all I can do. So um, you got to find the way you're going to win. And that's great. But um, back to Andre James. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's a play string issue with him. I think his technique is actually pretty sound. I think he's a, he's, he's not really like out of place. He's never out of place. He's not a, never out of position. So you could tell he's a smart guy. Um, you know, he, you know, he's going to get better at picking up blitzes. I mean, it's not, it's not something he's going to be able to do right now. And, you know, the Ravens ones are so exotic. I, I mean, I don't, even, I don't think Rodney Hudson can even, you know, really, really fully get guys set up. I mean, especially when we know where they come from and, and, and you know, a couple of mine didn't show, I mean, there's, there's a coffee house stunt that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that came super late. I didn't even show that one, but uh, um, so 
I mean, the blitzes were crazy, but I, I think Andre James is, is a good pass protector. Uh, it's just in the run game. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, it's tough for me. I feel like he's a liability. I feel like he's uh, an actual li- little bit of a liability out there. Um, I think there's like some good moments where he can get into space, but I think I just think he's not he's not he's not a mover. So like, what are you what are, what are you going to do in in short yardage? You know, like what is your plan in short yardage? Are you be able to run up the middle behind him? You know, um, I, I know it happened in the goal line, but you know. You know I mean, John Simpson had some pancakes there, and I don't know how much you know Andre James didn't do too much on that, you know. Um, you but he did have some good blocks every once in a while on, on, on those plays, so it's not awful, but um, it, it, it will be uh interesting going forward how this affects the run game. Like, I mean, if they have to pass 50 times every single game, I don't know, it's, it's gonna be interesting, but the pass protection overall was decent. I think that's kind of all they need. I mean, the way. Car moved in the pocket. I, I, I really, I've, I've, it's, it's pretty rare for me to see him move like that. It was interesting, interesting for me. Interesting diagnosis. Him just stepping up regularly, stepping up, moving. You know, like adjusting, like, like the, the, the throw to rugs, like the, that time he bought time and moved to the side. Like, bro, like that's that was some that was some interesting stuff for me. But anyways, um, a couple things. James, I think the plan obviously was for him to be bookend by Incognito and Denzel Good on either side. And now it's like Simpson, he's a young player, Illuminor, yeah. if that's how you say his name. Yeah. He's like brand new. Like they signed him like right after the cut the cuts happened. Yeah. You know, so I think some of the communication issues where they're not picking up stunts or some of that, some of that could also translate to the run game where guys aren't like on the same page on who's moving up to which level and who needs to double who and stuff like that. And, you know, he's going to need help straight up. Like that's why they run a zone scheme so that they can, he can get help from a guard when he needs to move someone. Uh, so hopefully they continue to game plan that and get, get Andre James some help when he needs to move someone off the ball. But yeah, I, he's you know from what you're what you're showing i think some of the pad level was a little too high yeah you know for him to move guys around uh yeah, so true. hope maybe he can bring that down a little bit but um so yeah and then the other thing about offensive line is like this is leatherwood's like first real game you know like yeah 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 he has tj watt next like good he's gonna he's gonna need a lot of reps against great pass rushers yeah so that you know so some of these things can be like okay i gotta lean on the technique because right now what what i'm doing right now isn't working yeah. so just uh just working that technique just getting the, in into the right groove how would you say he did in the run game uh, i thought the run game i mean he was, he was sound he was sound in the run game I, I i think the run game was mostly just blown up from the middle i mean that's that's kind of how everything happened so I mean, he wasn't able to really get into it, but when they're able to, you know, when they were able to have some good blocks, I mean, he really was able to, you know, show off his ability. So um, I, I just I, I do think that uh, you know the pass pro just a work in process. I mean, he had Justin Houston, bro. I mean, that's that's, that's a tough. I mean, Justin Houston, I mean, he's got over a hundred sacks in his career. Has to right at this point. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, because Justin Houston was doing some savvy stuff to him, you know, that he probably was you know not used to. Um, some seven uh, cross chops. Yeah, yeah cross it's chops. like timing his hands. Like it was a lot, of, you know, it was a lot of I, things. He probably was a like decade worth of experience, you know, like 
That's what that's that's what makes the NFL so fun to watch. Any professional sports when you have like a young player going up against guys like literally been playing that professional sport for like 10, yeah. 15 years or something yeah. like that, you know. Like, yeah, sure, I'm not as, as strong or fast as you, you know, but I know the I know these things. I know the yeah. game, I know how this works, you know, and uh that's what Justin Houston did. I think a lot of the rookies kind of got served a little bit of uh welcome to the NFL. I mean, they touchdown in the back of the end zone. Trayvon Moore went to sleep on that play, you know, like he's he's sitting back there, yeah. you know, like it's it's a long time in the down and he's like he plays over. Right. And he looks over his shoulder. And as soon as he looks over his shoulder, the wide receiver takes off down the back line, the in, you know, the uh, inline back yeah. zone. And, you know, it's a just one moment of just like peeking like, wait, is it, is it am I done here? Like you got to play through the whistle, especially if you're going up against guys like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But yeah. Mo- most of these. NFL quarterbacks now can extend the play. Like you can't go to sleep on the play. No. Nope. So no. you know Trayvon Moore definitely got welcome to NFL experience uh, with that with that play. Obviously, some of the Leatherwood stuff is a lot more um, front and center because they blitz a lot. Their car was under pressure in the, in the beginning of the game, and so there were some sacks and, and pressures and things like that. Um, and Leatherwood's always going to be under scrutiny because a lot of people thought that he was a reach. The question was always the pass blocking. Yeah. You know, and now on this brand new offensive line that's going to be you know a question until it's not anymore yeah. but going going to brian edwards i really enjoyed how you highlighted how he wins with some of the push-offs right and, and yeah it's not you know it's not cheating or you know like it's not in bad faith whatever it's a game within the game mm-hmm. you got to be able to do it subtly so that the rest don't catch you okay yeah. And as long as you don't get penalized, it's legal, technically. <laughs> yeah. Right. If yeah. there's no flags being thrown on you, it's legal. And some of the things where it was, it's, you know, very subtle, you know, he's not extending the full arm into it. It's just like small little, little shoves at the, at the same mm-hmm. time that he's cutting stuff like that, little throw buys. Yeah. And I think on that last one too, it almost looked like, like a Michael, like a Michael Crabtree, Texas, uh, Texas Tech beating Texas. Remember yeah. that one? Yeah. It was so close to being that. But, anyways. Um, it looked like right before the ball came, he got um, he like he got in front of the guy and then threw him down on the ground. That's what it looked like because the guy went flying out of it. Uh, it's basically, it's know. what he did. Yeah, he has a lot of savvy stuff that he does like to get open because if it's, if I, it's I, small yeah. movements. If it's small movements, if the hands are like down towards the waist, you can get away with that stuff. Yeah. Okay. When the hands are up here and you're full extension, that's when you get called. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah you got to be subtle. You got to be subtle and it's craftiness. And that's how he's going to win. Like he, he's going to, he's never going to be a sick route runner, like straight up. No, he's, he's not, not. going to win like that. He's got to <laughs> win contested catches. Uh, and half the time when you're winning those things, it's because you're doing little things, mm-hmm. you know, the hand fighting down the field. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it, it makes you tough draws as a, as a wide receiver. Yeah. So great, great that you showed those. I was, I'm super excited about Brian Edwards just from seeing some of those examples where he's continually winning at the catch point because he's, you know, doing some yeah. more subtle. Things. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the lean, bro. He leaned in. He did a little lean in, you know, because he, he because he, he kind of won off. The, I kind of feel like he kind of won off this, you know, when he got into his stem that he already won, that he already had the inside, but he he made sure he he kind of he made sure extra, right move and then bouncing. He was like at two yards of separation, bro. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right. And and, and, and you know, they need to use him on more dig routes too, I think. They, they gotta get him, they gotta get him more dig heavy because I think that that's where he wins. I think they you know do you know doing those leans kind of winning and you know getting to those dig routes 
Yeah, a lot, a lot of dagger, you know, a lot of Yankee. His you know, route tree is going to be um, a lot of vertical stuff, I think, because when you get in that stem and the receiver's right uh, arm, sorry, and the corner is right on him, that's when he can use, okay, if he needs to lean and break in, if he needs to do a little throw by, just push yeah. the guy by, by and break out, you know, yeah. or if it's, you know, vertical and just kind of, you know, winning down there, that it's going to be, a lot of it's going to be based off of vertical stem, I think. That's going to be his route tree. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but Brian Edwards, definitely, he needs to step up and Raiders need to start winning outside the numbers in the passing game, not oh, just Darren sure. Waller. Yeah. Not just Hunter Renfro. You know, got to get um, someone like Brian Edwards to, you know, be a consistent yeah. piece in this offense. Yeah. Um, anything else on offense before we transition? Uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, the point, I mean, yeah, they, they just got to, they got um, like ruts and then they got to win more outside. Um, they just got to, they, they got to find a way to create more separation. I, I think a couple of those plays, um, you know, those guys are just still right on his hip. And, you know, Henry Ruggs is too fast for some of these guys to be on his hip like that, especially like on the, uh, you know, they, they ran this play, you know, called NCAA. And, um, and that's the, they threw the touchdown to Aguilar last year on this play. And, you know, Carr missed him, you know, and it, it had to be a tight window throw. So he had to be super precise with it. And that's why he ended up missing him. He's trying to lead him because he had to be precise because it was such a tight window and tight coverage. Uh, I, I think, I think, you know, he has to find a way to win more because he's just too fast to have that guy in his hip like that. I feel like he's, he's got to get to that point where he's separating and it's just an easy throw for Carr on, on that over route. So, um, but that's, that's the kind of the last thing I'd say, because even when he got knocked down and like hurt his, his hamstring, I mean, he didn't win there either. I mean, I, I think he was starting to get over the top of the guy just because he's so fast, but, um, uh, I mean, he didn't win. You know, you want him to win and speed past somebody. You know what I mean, dude? Like, it's like that's what that's what you need from him. Um, but I think they just got, they got to get him more free releases. I think at this point, like f- find a way to get him more free releases, um, and maybe come back to that sale route where he ended up getting open. I feel like they got to come back to that. Like maybe have Carr see that, have Carr open up his eyes to Waller, even though you know you're coming back to Rugs. If it's, you get to a single high look again, have that safety move over to Waller. And then just flip his hips back and just toss it. That's what I think they should do it. But I we'll do want to talk about this because a lot of people keep on saying Derek Carr missed that. Look, pre-snap breed, safety's in the middle of the field. Okay. Safety continues in the middle of, of the field post-snap. Derek Carr is not looking at the post route. Like that's now not no longer a part of the progression. It's just random, like 99.9% of the time that safety just runs with the post. It's right there. <laughs> you know, so it's just really random, and like by chance, all of a sudden now this safety is just letting Henry Ruggs go flying by him. You know, but yeah, you don't throw the post against you know cover one, right? So like that's why they didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. And also, and also, I'll say, um, you know, pre-snap on that play, you know, Carr has. Waller in a three by one and nobody's over him. Right. And they're blitzing and <laughs> he's, thinking, he's, th- he's thinking out. And and, 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 and the guy over number two, which is rugs, who's taking the post on the sale, right. Uh-huh, right on the sale or, or whatever, or, or if he's even supposed to run a post, which uh, I thought is interesting on that play. They ran that play two more times and Hunter, Hunter Renfro ran it. Like rugs never ran that play again. So I thought that, I thought that was interesting, but, um, <laughs> but uh so, so when he goes in the post 
like two, the number two guy, which I tried to explain this online, but I don't think anybody wanted to hear me. So um, the number two guy, he's supposed to, you know, carry with rugs. But since he sees Waller coming, he switches off just like Connor, uh, just like Ty- uh, Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew, yeah. Right. Yeah. He switches off. And then, you know, but this time Carter doesn't throw it, you know, doesn't blindly throw it. He sees it and he throws it back down to angle. And, you know, one thing that I thought was cool about that play, which I'm going to go more in depth, of course, when I do the little breakdown, whatever. But uh, one thing I thought was really cool is that he uh, he tried to hold the corner with his eyes to Ingold. So if you watch that play back, if you see somebody watching or you go on all 22, you see it online, something, watch the corner, right? So when Carr gets it back to his trap, watch the corner drive on the football. That's like the key to the play because he's getting the, the corner to drive to the football and then he's going to hit, hit him over the top because he thinks that's going to be wide open because nobody's over a waller, but the guy switches and then he checks it back down. So, but. So it, it is some progress. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, all right, I, you know, as, as long as it, the miss makes sense to me, I guess I, I'm, I'm fine with it. That's, that's kind of how I am. I guess I'm a quarterback guy because, no. <laughs> right. They all yeah, do it. Exactly. Anyways, anyway, we're, you know, we're going along. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, BD. Okay. Go ahead, cool. so, um, yeah, okay, so I'm going to jump into the Raiders uh, defense breakdown here. But it, what did the Ravens do? They knew that they wanted to get Nick Rikowski or – and this also happened to Denzel Perryman uh, as well. They knew they wanted to get Corey Littleton out of the weak hook curl so that they could put the lesser coverage linebacker in that predicament. Now what they do is they line up in a nub side formation, so there's only one tight end. So there's the pat- there's the run strength on that side, the solid side. Okay. Now at the bottom of the screen, there's the passing strength. Okay, so now we have uh, Nick Rikowski. He's the weak hook curl player away from the passing strength so what happens uh oh three vertical he has to match that guy okay and we all know how that how that worked okay so that's a hole right now in the raiders defense that needs to get shored up because ben roethlisberger he's you know he's going to take advantage of that right and i thought it was fascinating watching the cat and mouse game of you know how they were going about getting uh changing basically the strength the passing strength after the defense already lined up to put trips you know um away from the middle linebacker so that they could like kind of isolate that guy in coverage i think they did a a a really good good job honestly scheming up some some uh concepts in the passing game and you know at the end of the game bradley you know he realizing okay i have to um you know, uh, adjust here, goes to cover four a little bit and uses a DB now instead to kind of carry that weak, you know, uh, or to, to basically play free vertical. So that was part of the cat and mouse game. I thought that they did a really good job there. Uh, there was a couple other things too, like, uh, what did I tell you guys? Gus Bradley doesn't blitz very often, but when he does, they're successful, right? I told you guys that he blitzed two times. They resulted in two sacks. Okay. hundred percent hit rate. Okay. Paul Gunther would, would have blitzed four or five times and they would have all gone for big plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Except for like one. Okay. Like that was the hit rate for Paul Gunther's blitzes. So, so Gus Bradley, he's conservative. Okay. 
Like there's like barely a reason to even chart this game. Okay. I'm like halfway done. He's doing cover three almost every single, like it's like 99% of the call is cover three and like the same exact cover three look. Like they're not switching around where the strong safety is playing. Like, no. Okay. It's either the Sam or the nickel to the three technique side. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Jonathan Abram, he's a strong safety and he's away from the three technique. And they just played like that basically the entire game. Uh, It was incredible to see like how they killed them with simplicity. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people try to get into, they get into their own heads. Defensive coordinators get into their own heads going like, okay, we got to do it like this. And we got to do it like this. And we got to do it like this in order to beat this team that has all these ex- exotic run looks. And for Gus Bradley, he was like, no, we're just going to play like the same defense every down and hope that our guys can react the same way every time and simplifying the game plan. I think helped these guys. We saw it help the, help the entire team play fast pursuit of the ball. There was one example and it was on a check down. Okay. And mm-hmm. this is how NFL defense should look when, and everyone's dropping in into coverage. It's cover three. Okay. Everyone's dropping into coverage. And when it's a zone, everyone has their eyes on the QB. As soon as Lamar Jackson rears his hand back to throw the ball. Okay. Every single back seven defender, they all have their foot in the ground at the same exact time. Okay. And they're all sprinting to the flat where the check down happens. And by the time the, the um, receiver, I think it's a running back has a hold of the ball and he's turning up field. Okay. Yeah. He's completely fenced in on all sides by the pursuit. That's what good defense looks like. It, yeah. It's not about throwing different schemes out there. Okay. No, it's like breaking on the ball and, and making these lanes tough for the offense to get through, to navigate through. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just, just playing fundamental football. Like, okay. Offensive players, they're going to make you miss in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Get, get there in a hurry and make them feel it. <laughs> like, like we got 11 guys trying to take this guy's head off. You just be, you just get there first. And, you know, deliver a big hit and, you know, your teammate is right two steps behind you. So you don't have to, you know, worry about making a solo tackle in space or anything like that. That's what they did. Incredible pursuit, incredible discipline on defense to continually play the same game plan and just like never lose faith in it and, you know, execute it at a high level in order to beat this team. And that's what you needed to do. Um, So I, I am impressed, but it's not about. It's not about the defensive line per se, or it's not about, um, you know, some of the sacks and some of the splash things that we saw or like the blitzes. It's just like the entire team buying into a game plan. There was minimal mental errors, maybe only a couple handful of mental errors and everyone playing fast. It's just a, such a huge difference from what the Raiders have had in the past. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Ravens struggled to move the football like consistently. I think that was a big thing. For me, it showed in like all their defensive metrics. I mean, I mean, the Raiders are were ninth in defensive DVOA. I mean, this past week, and, and they 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 gave up like a whole bunch of yards. And you know, I read at the uh, article Athletic, it made it seem like the the Raiders defense didn't play well. But like you look at the the advanced metrics. I mean, they held the the Ravens to a twenty eight percent success rate in rushing. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, even with the, it doesn't matter like who, who's back there. I mean. I mean, you saw what happened with Tyson Williams when they made a mistake. I mean, it, it, it was a good run performance. I mean, the Raiders were number one in run stop win rate last week, last week, um, like 
Max Crosby was number uh, Carl Nassib was number one. Max Crosby was number uh, three. So they came to play against the run. I mean, if they play the run like that all year, bro, I mean, that's totally different than we've ever seen from a Gus Bradley defense, to be honest, than playing the run that way. Um, and, and then the, te- the team that they're coming in this week is totally different, though. So, I mean, they're not good. I mean, yeah, they right. want to run the football, but this is the total opposite. This is not, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger at this point, I think he got rid of the football uh, like 2.13 seconds. So this could be totally different. Um, totally look, different. But totally I, different look. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, it develops for them um, going forward. But I, I thought, I mean, just from watching what you showed, man, just like, you know, you know, using Corey Littleton, um, <laughs> where's Drew Tranquil at? I want to hit him up and show him that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> well, Drew Tranquil is like the Nick Wachowski of their team, so he's like, Why am I having to cover it? You know, and look, it's the NFL, it's not a bad defense because Nick Wachowski had to run with a wide receiver. Like, are you kidding me? You're getting paid five million dollars a year, you better run with a wide receiver, okay? Like, like what are we talking about right here? You're not in early, you're not in Pop be. Warner, right? Yeah, you're not in Pop Warner. Okay, you you can't sit, go to your coach and say, "Hey, that's a mismatch" or something like that. No, you're a professional athlete and you're a man. Go run with that other man right there, right? Like straight up. Okay, so you can't say, you, you can't like no defender would ever say that, except I guess Drew Tranquil. Yikes! But not the kind of defenders that you want on your team yeah, would say, yeah. "No, don't match me up against that guy." Like, are you going to hear Nate Hobbs, you know, complaining uh, about having to get in the fit and stick his face in the fan? When guards and tackles are in there, are you are you going to hear him complain about that? No. And and he had a couple good run stops, you know, sticking his face in the fan and getting in that run fit. Yeah. So like it's it, it's a game for guys who aren't afraid. And Nick Krakowski, you know, obviously he, it's not optimal for him to be in that position. Players yeah. are going to have to figure out what they're going to do when teams put formation into the boundary or you know changes you know changes strengths motions how they trying to isolate that middle linebacker in coverage and hopefully maybe give him some help. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, that was a great throw too. So, I, I mean, you always can't beat a good throw. I mean, I mean, even if you had perfect coverage, that would have landed right in the prep, the basket. So <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't stop a perfect throw anyways. So, um, yeah. but I mean, every, everything that you showed about was encouraging. So what do you think of the secondary? I mean, you, nobody's really talked about the secondary. So, you know, I kind of want to hear your thoughts uh, from what you saw overall from the secondary i feel like it's super quiet nobody's really talking about how they play you know jonathan abram um you know those type of players so uh, let us know how you you feel about that yeah there was an interesting sequence early on in the game you know they were playing they're playing cover three okay and it's to the passing strength so nate hops is over there and he's playing the nickel Mm. and um they get uh smoke right so they're getting a hitch and a flat route and yep. Nate Hobbs flies out of that curl window. Okay. But Casey Hayward, he's probably one of the best cover three corners coming back and, and, you know, d- defending stop routes mm-hmm. uh, that uh, like his, he's so good at it. Like that was just such a big part of his game. And even though like Fillmore Jackson is choosing the correct window, right? Because he sees, the flat route being, um, you know, taken. So he throws the ball to the stop. Like that's the correct read. Casey Hayward breaks that pass up. Right. So I think, um, I think Casey Hayward had a good game, but these corners are not going to be challenged the same way that they were against Lamar Jackson as they will be against Ben Roethlisberger. It's a whole different 
you know, ball game, the strategy with them, you know, it's second level defenders who are going to be tested against Lamar Jackson. Um, and then, you know, in coverage against Steelers, it's going to be the, the outside guys and, and the safeties. And we're going to see what the game plan looks like. It cannot be cover three on 99% of the snaps like it was in this past game. So uh, I think that we're going to find out more about them against Ben Roethlisberger than we really did right now. The entire game plan for the, for the Ravens was to put second level defenders in conflict. Okay. Um, and, you know, try to take advantage of the linebackers and make them dirty with their eyes or undisciplined. And in the end, the Raiders ended up being able to withstand that. So I say that it was a positive performance in most aspects for the linebackers, except for this weak hook curl player in cover three, defending three vertical. Like that's an obvious area where the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to come out slinging the ball and seeing if uh, they fixed it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. If, if they, uh, yeah, if if they have time to throw deep, we'll see. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't see them throw it deep, bro. I don't see. I don't. I don't, I don't see uh, Ben Roethlisberger hitting that route. He's gonna. He might throw his arm out. So. Um, yeah, I think. I think obviously, like we saw some really good things from the defensive line. I think going up against much different stylistic quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, where he is going to beat the rush with a quick release. Mm. He's going to set protections, you know, obviously someone who's been in the NFL for how long as Ben Roethlisberger played the NFL is going to probably be better at setting protections than Lamar Jackson, who's still a relatively young player in the NFL, right? Like that's yeah. not saying anything bad against Lamar Jackson. We're just seeing like, you know, master level setting protections from Ben Roethlisberger. So I think that it poses a different type of challenge. He's not as mobile, uh, but he's going to stand in the pocket. He's going to keep his eyes downfield and he's going to hit guys who are open and their offense is going to be very conducive to taking advantage of, you know, some hot routes and some side adjustments. So we will see. Uh, I, I don't want to get too optimistic about it. Yeah. On the surface level, though, on paper, it's like pass rush and Steelers offense one is not very good, according no, to not. many people. Not at all. According, I can't confirm or deny that, but according to I many people, confirm. it's not very good. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, uh, I think uh, before we get out of here, yeah. we should probably – uh, talk about Max Crosby just a little bit more. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 For sure. And having a defensive end, and if he if he continues on the trajectory that he's at, having a defensive end who can kind of cut off the field, okay, as a rusher, as a run defender, as a guy who plays in pursuit, you know, that's a big boost. And guys like Von Miller. And Khalil Mack, these are different styles of players because they're much smaller than Max Crosby is, okay? And they're predominantly on like an odd front team. But an even front team, you need a guy who's six foot five, six foot six to be able to do these things, right? So Max Crosby having the length uh, of a actual defensive lineman, not a linebacker, actual defensive lineman, and then also some of like just the knack and the playmaking, you know, like – he, he was giving Lamar Jackson fits. He was making it very uncomfortable for Lamar Jackson to the point where they basically abandoned their, their uh, QB option run game. They abandoned yeah. it. They just handed the ball off or the runs were, were scrambles uh, 
during passing plays or like QB draws, but like the actual QB options part of the run game, they ended up abandoning it like in the second quarter. And, you know, the Ravens offense struggled from then on. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was a game breaker, bro. I've never seen him play like that ever. So, I mean, that was uh, um, pretty, a pretty fantastic performance. And I mean, if you get that all year, bro, who knows what's going to happen with this team. If they, he plays like that. Um, I mean, it was it was a dominant performance and you know i know you know the detractors already are out there like oh it was good Venezuela or whatever oh yeah yeah whatever but i mean whatever guys i mean he's dominant everywhere he's dominant against the run he played the run good i mean he'd look like villanueva not good i thought villanueva was good villanueva is good he's not anymore you know he's not anymore he's not good so but come on like he's still he's still a savvy vet okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. doing He's yeah, like yeah. this. He's a legit pro. It's not a rookie, okay, or something like that. Like, that he's like the four sack like, performance, yeah, the, like the, right, yeah, right, yeah. So yeah, don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I, I'm not down on the competition. Like uh, no, like the competition, the competition was Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is an incredibly tough uh, quarterback to go up against. And you know Max Crosby more than like and everyone on the defensive line. I mistakenly said in the reaction show that when we went live, yeah, that it was Solomon Thomas who forced one of the fumbles. No, it was Quentin Jefferson uh, who forced mm-hmm. one of the fumbles. Yeah, you know Darius Finelon was getting into the backfield uh, for some pass rush pressure and a run stop. Solomon Thomas was um, you know executing that charge technique. Yannick Ngakwe, he was getting pressure. He was doing that charge technique. Yeah, uh, Carl, Carl Nassib, you already brought him up. Like the entire defensive line played well. They all had, you know, s- success at different points. But it was like from the beginning of the game to the end of the game for Max Crosby, the success just kept on coming. Rick, he was just dominant, bro. It was, it yeah, was dominant. He was dominant. That was, that was some dominant defensive end. So, like that was some TJ Watt. Like you know, it, it, yeah. it was. I mean, there's no way you you can't put it really around that. You, I mean, it, to have as many pressures as he had, he. I mean, Von Miller basically dominated against Nate Solder that way. I mean, it was the same dominant performance. It was the same, like, same pressure rate, just as much pressure he was getting on his pass rush snaps. It was, uh, it, it was, uh, pretty dope. And, and, you know, you know, you know, Max, you know, he killed me a long time, a, a couple of years ago because I, I said that, uh, um, he's very athletic and he has a crazy motor. And that's all, or the only, re- I mean, it was really was the only reason he got 10 sacks. Uh, his rookie year. I mean, the only reason he's has 17 in his first two years because he's so athletic and he's has the crazy motor and that that mixture just uh, I mean, it means that you you should be great if you have a uh, you have that type of athleticism and you have that type of motor like you should you should and length and length, and length you know length he's huge yeah he's you know huge. and length and Ben too like he he has all of it like no like no so he's not he he was never like big but he looked a lot stronger a lot stronger like when he was um locking out on tackles you know like not getting pushed around he he, so he showed up a lot stronger this year yeah right to to go along with you know he's he's legit six five he's probably got like close to like a seven foot wingspan almost or something like that right yeah um you know the on top of length on top of like yeah this athleticism it's like it's like a, a drunk boxer, you know, like this, it's, it's very unorthodox, very awkward, I think for tackles. And I think that that contributes to some of his success and, and yeah. And the hustle, you know, so it's just about being consistent for Max Crosby yeah, and then continuing to like play that chess game, have this pass rush plan where, you know, you, 
you're using things that you set up over like the previous few weeks and now you hit them with the counter you know based off watching film you have to become like a chess player when you're playing defensive end and i think that he certainly has the ability and you know we saw one good game from him Mm. or one great game from him in terms of putting it all together now Mm. we just got to stack stack those weeks hopefully we keep on seeing that from from him and as long as you know uh yannick's over there i think that's gonna help a lot i think it will stop the double team stop them from like you know adjusting the line to him because you know and yannick's limited so his injury is not too bad so um yeah i I think he's he's probably gonna play this week and uh you know just having that tandem if they could play like how they played man oh my god it's gonna be yeah I mean, the, the back end won't even have to worry as much. I mean, the ball will be getting out so quick. Ball's going to come out quick, yeah. Yeah, especially, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, they're going to need those guys against, you know, Ronnie Stanley and uh, I mean, Bulaga's hurt out there for the Chargers. So, I mean, but, uh, I mean, Ronnie Stanley, he was legit. And, you know, that that Chargers line looked really, really good. So, they're going to need it. They're going to need it to be, you know, you know, the Garrett Bowles types and, you know, Dalton Reisners that are in this, that are in the, the AFC West. You know, I'm not worried about the Chiefs guys, really. I mean, Orlando Brown's slow. I'm not worried about that. But uh, uh, <laughs> Mike Remmers, whatever, Lucas Niang. We'll see about those guys. They're still young. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, you know, the um, the Chargers guys, and I'll talk about Rashawn Slater, but he was like, he, he looked he looked really good. Like, that was pretty crazy. Uh, that line, they're going to need it to, to get pressures on the quarterbacks. Because if, if they don't get pressure on some of these guys, they're going to be able to pick them apart, especially because Justin Herbert's basically in the same offense that, uh, that um, you know, that the Raiders run. It kind of fits his, his style of play now. And, uh, yeah, so they're going to need to get some pressure for sure. Yeah. Um, and we're going to find out. We're going to find out if, if this continues for sure. Yeah, dude. All right. Um, that's it from us. You know, uh, it's it's late over here. I, I live on the East Coast, so I got to run here. Thank you guys for showing up, uh, for supporting the podcast. This is the Tape Don't Lie podcast, okay? Make sure you can also show your other types of support to the channel. You can support us by going to manscaped.com, entering TDL as the promo code, getting yourself anything, okay? So very, very comfortable underwear. Um, you can get yourself a shirt. You can get yourself a very high-quality clipper as well and shave just about any part of your body with it safely yep. and effectively yep. okay um so that's it make sure you follow us on twitter i'm bd williams follow me at bd williams 18 follow marcus johnson at the mark john nfl we got the tape don't lie podcast crew i'll let you hey.